Welcome to episode four of the Let's Get Down to Business podcast. I'm your host today, Charlotte Newman, and today I want to chat to you about how to best keep your accounting records right from the beginning and also touch on how important cash flow is to your business's success. So to help with this, I'm joined today by Emma White, a partner at A4G LLP. Hi, Emma. How are you? Hi, Charlotte. Thanks for having me. I'm well, thanks. Oh, good. Brilliant. Well, Emma, accounting records, this is a big subject and one, in my experience, business owners don't always like to be thinking about in like the early stages of their business. Just because they want or need to get the actual business moving, they just have less time to devote to this area. So what exactly are accounting records, though, as I could assume it isn't just like bank statements? Yeah, absolutely, Charlotte. I think I think you're really right. When people set up a business, they tend to be focused on the bit they know how to do well, which is, you know, how, how they do whatever they do. And they tend to have put some sort of framework around how they're going to cost for their service or product. And then sometimes I think there's a bit of a hope that it's all going to work out well so that they don't need to monitor the financials maybe as closely or they just look at it just from a what's in the bank position and they kind of forget about all the taxes that are accruing and things so you're absolutely right I definitely think people should be thinking about it right from the start um people do tend to think of accounting records as bank just bank statements but obviously it actually is significantly more than that. So it is, you know, quotes, um, sales invoices, any petty cash records, all your receipts, um, any delivery notes, you know, bank statements, payroll records, if you're taking on any employees. There's lots of little bits that all kind of come together as part of the financial records. It's basically proof of whatever has happened in the business. Um, so if you think it's all those little orders to say, you know, you've had, you've had your order confirmed for purchases, it's just keeping all of that nicely stored and organised so that you can easily reference it later on when it comes to kind of putting it into a set of numbers. Wow. So lots of paperwork um, to keep track of. And that is important for our listeners to actually not just put maybe in a, a polyfile at the beginning of the you know of the year and worry about it later but how long do we need to keep all these records for well the the rules are six years based but then obviously you're often kind of around in between accounting years so I would say you know for best practice seven years but actually with some of the technologies now um, you know, traditionally, I think probably a lot of our clients have got boxes um, stored in their loft of lots of paperwork. But there's actually some really good tools now where you can kind of scan and keep that information digitally. So you don't need to be falling over boxes after you know a few years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a fairly long time. And hopefully most of our listeners would have been pretty busy in that period. So you mentioned what methods our listeners can use to track their records. Could you just give us an cu- example of a couple? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we would always recommend sort of picking an accounts package fairly early on in a business's life. And um, I mean, one of the ones that we champion is Zero, which is X-E-R-O. And the reason for that is because it works actually really well. Um, it's got its own kind of online storage system where you can like, add receipts onto it you can also do your sales invoices from the system so you don't necessarily need to keep printed copies but there's also some nice softwares that link with that and there's one called dext um which you know previously used to be called receipt bank and that's where you can scan your purchase invoices 
onto that system. And then again, it links it to the transaction within the accounting records. So provided it takes a good copy, and that's really all people have to make sure is that you can read all the detail on the receipt. Once that's done and it's into the system on a cloud storage, you can just destroy that receipt. So you can see why uh, people love it. Yeah, wow. That's amazing. And this probably links a little bit with making tax digital, um, which I know the government keep talking about. Um, but what, what do our listeners need to be concerned about with regards to making tax digital and maybe having cloud accounting systems? Yes, yeah, so making tax digital is a legislation that HMRC are bringing in over time. And it's to... I suppose it really probably from their point of view, it's to improve the access they have to accounting records. So they will um, be collecting more and more data as we go and, and checking that it's all complete. But I think part of the motivation as well is to make sure that if businesses are keeping records regularly, they're much more likely to be accurate than if they're just kind of hobbled together at year end. Mm. So, um, you know, HMRC are kind of recognising that actually to run a business properly you should be doing more regular records so part of mtd making tax digital will be for businesses to eventually be working towards submitting quarterly accounts to the inner revenue Um, which is quite you know that's quite a significant shift because at the moment we only do it annually um, and what they're talking about is for non-VAT registered businesses you would do quarterly submissions plus a year-end kind of sign-off and then for VAT registered businesses, you would do a submission for each of your quarters for your VAT return, each of your quarters for your accounts and a year end sign off. Um, so the advantage of cloud technology is obviously that actually all of your accounting information, getting all of your accounts up to date on a cloud accounting system and keeping it up to date will just make that process significantly easier for businesses when making tax digital comes into play. Wow. I mean, and that could sound quite overwhelming, especially um, to anyone who is just used to sort of doing things once a year, quite near the deadline, maybe. So what does it really actually mean for our typical owner manager? Is it that scary? No, I mean, for our most successful businesses, they do, they would, I would say they look at their records much more than quarterly. So, you know, for businesses like that, who are on top of their finances and are using the financial information to improve their business, other than probably having the security of your accountant just running their eye over it and checking there's nothing kind of from an outside point of view that, um, you know, they might need to just um, ask a few more questions of, or, you know, immediately spot maybe an, an error in sort of the the records. You know what it's like, human error sometimes can post things the wrong way. Um, you know, so for, for businesses that are keeping it up to date, it shouldn't be too scary. And actually, you know, it's very rare that I agree with HMRC but um, completely but from on this point I do think it's a good thing businesses looking at their financials and engaging with those does help you run your business in a sort of more financially smart way um, which is quite critical really especially at the early stages of running a business. Yes definitely and I think um, some of our listeners on here might have actually very specific industry niche, niches. They might require more than just an accounting package or a spreadsheet. Maybe they need a till system or an online booking or ticketing, maybe, I don't know, appointments, scheduling, property management. The list is endless. So where would they even start in choosing the right software for their business? 
Yeah, absolutely. And funnily enough, that's how we actually came to learn about Zero. really, was um, when it first sort of came to the UK, it was we were being approached by people that had and sort of clients that had found industry specific software that didn't link to their desktop financial packages. And they were kind of talking to us about the fact that apparently these these bits of software do link with a package called Zero. So we kind of started investigating it and actually were pleasantly surprised by what we found. Um, I mean, Zero actually have like an app marketplace where you can go and search, you know, say, for example, you do want a till system, you can go in their app marketplace and search till systems, um, or it might be that you want to search the industry you're in, um, you know, maybe retail or, and you can look at what's there. I mean, it's also something that a number of our staff have got experience on different sort of front end apps that businesses work with from the customer connection point of view that then link into zero so you can always ask us for a bit of um, guidance about maybe where to start looking um, and also other people in the industry or industry forums but that that is the reason that we've got so many clients on zero as a software is not just because it's you know it's a good accounting software it's actually to do with its functionality with being able to link so easily into some of these other tools that are you know much more important to businesses to be able to sort of operate yeah definitely and obviously in this day and age of technology there's an app for pretty much everything um and i know you mentioned the app marketplace which is like a really good place for people to start but would you recommend or is there any um useful apps or top handful of apps you might recommend our listeners need to be using or at least become aware of when running their business yeah so i mean we would always so some of the starting products that we recommend is we would always recommend sort of zero and dex together just because that works really nicely depending on the size of business you are or what your you know what you're working with your customers there's um zero links really nicely with paypal but it's also got kind of there's go cardless that is a sort of direct debit system that can be easily bolted in so if you are running a business that takes direct debits and needs to collect things like that that can work really nicely as a collection point um, there's also kind of uh, multi-level approval systems. So we use um, for our business Approval Max. We were one of the first people to actually use Approval Max for sales invoice approval. So it's actually designed as a purchase invoice approval system where it just avoids those bits of paper being passed around an office for, you know, I'm going to approve it. Then maybe it needs to come to you to approve before um you know, Malcolm approves it in the end. So rather than me popping a bit of paperwork on your desk, wait until you've got a chance to approve it, it, it sets that up, but all via an app on your phone, which, I mean, we we find really, really useful because it means you can just, you can deal with it without having to be logged into the system. And, you know, everything's there for you, just, you to look at the invoices. And it means for your staff that are on the go, but you need them to approve some of the purchase invoices, it can just be done quite quite easily really in kind of downtime you know travel time anything like that really on lunch breaks it makes it really really straightforward um and we actually adapted that because we realized that you know the same principles can apply for sales invoices 
or potentially quotes, you know, if you're quoting for customers. And it's just about putting something in place that gives you the functionality that you want um, and the protection for the business that you want things to be approved by different people. So that's a really good one we use. Um, I mean, Zero actually has some really good kind of additions to their package that are a very starter version of kind of project management. And there's also some tools that are slightly more sophisticated, like a number of our clients work with Workflow Max, which is like a project management tool where you allocate costs to a specific project and then you can manage that to the budget set for the project and see the percentage kind of completion. So, wow. so, so I think it's more a case of like, having a good understanding of what you might need in your business and just regularly talking um, to your accountant about how you know how technology can help kind of just speed up some of those processes or just give you a central place to to manage it from really yeah definitely and I think in terms of like accessing this data um you know a lot of people have a smartphone you know what sort of other IT equipment do our listeners need or is that enough yeah, I mean, depending on the quality of your eyesight, I think you could actually do it all from your smartphone. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really easy in terms of sort of laptop, um, iPad, phone. It just means that you really can access it anywhere on the go, which is, I mean, I think for businesses, we've all realised how vital that is now, haven't we? Mm. Yeah, exactly. If you're, you know, if you're waiting to see a new customer or you're stuck on the train or there's a delay somewhere, you can still be running your business without having to be back at the office in front of a computer that's that must be huge in terms of time saving oh absolutely and i think the important thing for a small business is that when you are sort of subscribing to some of these apps you're getting sort of big level protection in terms of you know this stuff is stored in data centers with high level security which is it's probably significantly better than you could afford if you were trying to set yourself up with a server and things in an office. Mm. So that that's one of the advantages in terms of you've got, I mean, Zero has double authentication to sign in. So, I mean, that, you know, most of us don't really have that necessarily on everything we're looking at from a business point of view. So it does, does just make it all a little bit more secure as well and easy to access. I love that. And I think it's really important for people to think, okay, like you said, let's just get the basics right. What do I need for my business and start from there? And I mean, if any of our listeners already have any of these apps or they're planning to get support with this sort of work, how important it from the flip side is that they actually understand the input and output of these accounting packages? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. These, I mean, particularly some of the cloud packages, they're designed with the business owner in mind. Um, I mean, previously, when I was training, um, there was kind of predominantly one accounts package, and it really was designed for us as accountants. Whereas the thing I love about Zero and some of the other stuff that's available is that it's designed to be easy to use from a business perspective you know it's not driven by the accountants it's driven by the business owners and also you know the development of these apps there's constant um constant changes and improvements based on the customer's feedback which is the business owners yeah definitely i just quickly want to touch on um cash flow forecasting then um, before we wrap up today because i think it 
in terms of looking at accounting records and and looking at all the data and the input and the output, would cash flow forecasting aid our listeners' decision making alongside these uh, the input input of actual data? Absolutely, it does. Um, I mean, as they say, cash is king, right? And that's why a lot of small businesses can fail in the beginning. And, you know, keeping an eye on cash is really, really important, but also knowing what's accruing in terms of tax liabilities. So, I mean, it is is vital. There's some really good, I say tools available, but really what it what I would say is you need a robust credit control system and process kind of chain as part of the decisions that you make as a business owner. So I think quite often you can assume everyone's going to pay nicely because we're all nice people. And, you know, nine out of 10 times, that's absolutely the case. But you also need to make sure that you have very strict processes for what happens if people don't meet your business, your kind of terms and conditions for payment. So, I mean, I would outline that first for, as a business owner, you know, what is acceptable and what is not. Um, there's a we would kind of recommend a different level of chasing based on, you know, how long things have been outstanding for. And there are actually some apps that you can put that kind of framework into once you've got it established that will do some of the polite chasing for you. So mm. there's there's an app called Fluidly, which I love, which is debtor management and cash flow sort of combined. Now, the, re- the reason I love it is because it uses your data in zero to forecast cash flow, but also you can set up to say, right, three days before that invoice is due, could we just send a copy of the invoice with a nice little worded email? You design the email, you know, please, Mr. Customer, just remember that this is due for payment on this day. I'd appreciate it if it was in your payment run. Um, so it's a nice little prompt before it's due to, for the customer to make sure it's in, you know, it's going to be paid. Then you can set it up to say so many days after, right, okay, please be aware that you've passed the payment date. Here's a copy of the invoice again. Um, We'd appreciate prompt payment. And then that sort of chasing can escalate. But the reason I like the idea of it being done by an app is more because as a business owner, you are busy. And Mm. this ensures that it's not a case of, oh, I'm going to chase them 15 days after it's due or oh dear I forgot it's 30 days you know this happens bang on what you've said you want to happen you know 10 days after it's overdue another reminder goes out and that will will happen unless you stop the software from doing that so it just keeps up those polite persistent chases and frees you up to work on the harder stuff that you might need a conversation about and that feeds into the cash flow element of it so the forecast is based on the patterns that your customers pay. So maybe customer A pays on 30 days because they're, you know, they're behaving good as gold. Um, that will push it through to your cash flow that that customer pays on 30 days. If a customer B pays on 45 days or 60 days, it will put it in the forecast at their average payment days. Now, the reason that's useful is, you know, back in the day, we used to do cash flow forecasting on Excel spreadsheets. We had to make an assumption based on the average of days paid. So you just say, oh, on average, everyone pays at 45 days, whereas this is actually based on true information. 
and you can see the you can see how it's impacting your cash flow the same way you it would have the same um, input from the purchases side so how quickly you pay your invoices would be fed through onto the cash flow now say customer a rings you and says oh, actually i'm really sorry i can't pay on 30 days but i am going to pay you next friday you can set it in the system to say all right next friday that will then remind you next friday has has customer a paid um and gives you a nice little to-do list to chase yeah. your debtors in in order of priority so I, I love the fact that the debtor chasing kind of feeds into the cash flow because actually how well you do your debtor chasing has a significant impact on cash flow so it's quite it's quite nice to see the impact of the two and it all be in one place so it just gives you an example of how some of these things can be quite you know quite easy to set up and they just mean that things happen consistently i think that's the hardest part of running a business is sort of consistent it's consistently making time for finance 100 percent, i agree and i think when you know, when owner managers are starting out the business, they are literally trying to get the work off the ground, get business in. And I think either people might shy away from this side of things or, you know, some some business owners will be really good. They're like, well, I'm going to get paid and that's the end of that. But obviously in our experience, we find that people, you know, maybe say yes to quite a lot of things and then they forget the other end of it. And before long, it doesn't take many jobs to have not been paid in full before you're in trouble. Do you have any like quick tips or tools on how our listeners could quickly assess cash flow? Yeah, so there's a, I mean, we've got a fair five minute cash flow tool, which is really useful, especially if done kind of at the end of every month. It assesses what's in the bank account at the moment, what kind of lending facilities you have in terms of overdraft or um, finance drawdowns you can take. And then it assesses the things coming up for payment. So that might be um, your regular VAT bill. Um, and so say, say you know your VAT bill is £10,000 every quarter. If you're two months into a quarter, it would say, right, take two thirds of the 10000 and you ought to have that set aside. So it would take off the things that you should have set aside. Now, that's not to create panic because many new businesses do kind of trade on some of their tax money and... Um, it's to give you an indicator of one, your cash flow patterns, but two, if that is getting worse whilst we're getting closer to tax payment deadlines and things. So it, it gives you a snapshot of, you know, don't assume that the money in the bank is yours. Yeah, You've got to take into account some of these other factors. Um, so that you can get that off our website. So that's that's really handy just as a little tool. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you um, for sharing that one with us, Emma. Is there any any last final tidbits you you can share with our listeners on on keeping accounting records? Maybe just a bit of practical advice on how they can start. Um, you know, if they're very brand new, or maybe they're a few months in and they feel like they're in a muddle. You know, we don't want anyone to feel stressed about this subject because it's something that actually can be easily easily fixed with the right. You know, just got to put a few hours aside sit down and get a system in place so have you got any practical advice about how they might be able to do that if they are feeling a bit overwhelmed by all the paperwork or potential record keeping yeah absolutely I mean if you've not got a system in place already do talk to an accountant about getting one set up some of these systems you can easily upload your bank activity from a certain date along with kind of put scanned copies of the invoices in the system so it's quite easy to get you up to date 
um, but you've got to kind of make that first step and speak to someone about getting that set up. And um, the other thing I would say is that quite a lot of businesses don't necessarily worry about how costs are categorised. Now, there are three types of costs. There are cost of sales, which form part of a kind of direct costs relating to, to sales. So that might be products you buy, might be postage, it might be um, certain staff's wages, you know, if, if, if they can be allocated to the sale. There's also then direct costs. And that might be things like a machine hire, right, I can hire that machine, but it can do five or six different jobs and then I need to hire another one. So they tend to be the things that they are still almost directly related to sales. It has a significant impact on them, but they couldn't be specifically allocated to the job. So they tend to go up in chunks. Mm. And then you have your overheads, which is almost like your administrative staff, um, post and stationery, if it's small, um, your office rent, you know, tea bags, all that sort of stuff that kind of stays fairly consistent. Now, the, the reason I would get that right is because that should all link into your costing and, you know, the, the accounts should be used on a regular basis to reflect on whether you're costing things correctly. And if it, all, all your expenses end up in some muddled overheads um, codes, it is so hard to kind of take that apart and try and work out what should be in the costing so again like that is really important from the setup and is quite often what we work with clients on getting right because then it means that when you're looking at information profit and losses it means more to you as a business owner um, and the other thing I would just say make time for it regularly try not to let it get too out of hands um, I suppose it's like you know it's like when we're all dieting or whatever you know you need to you need to recognize a bad habit and quickly turn it round <laughs> rather than just kind of keep chucking things in a bag and hoping that at some point you'll find time to catch up. Um, so if you can try and keep on top of it and, you know, if all else fails, there's bookkeepers. You know, if you haven't got time for it, find someone that can do it for you uh, because it's really, really important information that you'll be missing out on. Oh, thank you, Emma. That was so good. Thank you so much um, for joining us today. Um, thank you for your time. Oh, you're welcome, Charlotte. Thank you for having me. No worries. Well, next week, we'll be talking about getting new customers, finding your USP and how best to structure your marketing strategy. So if you have any questions on this topic, please email them over to inquiries at a4g-llp.co.uk. In the meantime, head to our social media at A4G Chartered Accountants, where we're providing a lot more guidance on this area and many others. Alternatively, check out our website, www.a4g-llp, which is full of free tools, guidance and plenty of food for thought to help your business start up the right way. Our Business Breakthrough Startup Programme is designed to help you be confident in your business future and beyond. And with our accounting records evaluation session, a key element of this programme, we can go through this in detail directly in relation to your business and help you get the fundamentals in place from the start. I've been your host today, Charlotte, and this is Let's Get Down to Business.